Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. And welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. Welcome to episode 35. And I am one of your hosts, Lara Sturm. And I'm Josh Rohr. Welcome, everybody. Good to see you. Good to be back. I've been missing the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we, we've really been back. running off the rails without you. Uh, I, I'm sure. We, we needed you back. <laughs> uh, so just a quick reminder, we stream live while we record each episode. Um, but we've changed the time that we're doing that um, just because this, you know, our schedules are crazy sometimes. So join us each Monday at noon Eastern time to watch live and you can participate live. Um, send us a um, Power Ballads podcast at mention to join in live on the conversation. Yep. And don't forget uh, the following announcement I'm about to make. <laughs> so our, our, um, we're going to, we've typically released the podcast on Fridays, but we're going to go ahead and switch it to Wednesdays since we're recording on Mondays now. So be looking out for new episodes every Wednesday. Exciting stuff. All right, let's get to some updates, uh, nationals updates. So as of today, March 8th, there are still openings in pretty much every session of nationals, except for the raw masters females up to 69 kilos and the raw open females up to 69 kilos. Every other uh, session has still got availability. So you still have time to hit qualifying totals and get registered. So that was not, that's not what I was expecting. I thought it would, I thought it would fill up quicker. Um, But because I think the the QTs were increased um, I believe they were increased for 2020 nationals, which never happened. And then this year, you know, combine those higher totals with, you know, the pandemic, I think there's just less people actually qualifying. So um, there's still time. Wow. So apparently 69 kilo women is a popular weight class. Well, 69 and below. It, it's the whole session. It's, it's all of those weight classes. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Up to 69. Yep. Yeah. So that's a big session. Yep. Awesome. All right. So we're going to move on to our powerlifting situation. Here's the question. Would you ever move to a weight class that you do not want to be in if it gave you a chance to a better chance to win? And does it depend on the level of competition? So the levels of competition being state, regionals, nationals, or worlds? Mm. Uh, Yeah. So short answer, yes. For state level, I would say no. I don't think it's worth moving to a weight class solely for a competitive advantage. Um, if you don't want to be in it, if, if you don't mind going to that weight class, that's one story. But if, you know, like I I've fluctuated between weight classes and, you know, going up and down and that's fine. But like, if you, let's just say as an example, you know, I normally compete as a 93, um, or let's say I normally compete as an 83, but I choose to go up to 93 and I'm okay doing that. that that's one thing. But if, if we're talking like going to a weight class, I don't want to be in like, let's say 105 or let's say down to 74. Um, I don't want to go to either one of those. So I would say no. Uh, for regionals, 
I would also probably say no, unless my ultimate goal was to get to, to nationals and that regional winning regionals gave me that, you know, 50 kilo handicap on my total. That was the difference in me making it. Um, at nationals, I would say 100% yes <laughs> on this one, uh, because I think that the, the ultimate goal for, for most really serious powerlifters is to get to IPF worlds. And to do that, you have to win nationals it's a guarantee your spot. You have to win nationals. So if that gave me a better chance to, to make make it to IPF worlds than 100%. Yes. I would, I would go to a weight class that I had no business being in that I didn't want to be in if it would give me a better chance to win. Um, and then, you know, the, the fourth category at IPF worlds, uh, also, yes, there's less option usually for this because usually whatever you qualify in is the weight class you have to compete in at worlds. So this is a little bit of a, you know, so I would almost backtrack this one. And if you are, let's say you are um, that competitive that, you know, switching weight classes would the telephone is ringing. That's the problem with. You got me on right? the run. That's a song. Apparently. Um, so the, I didn't silence my phone either. Now that I think about it, so <laughs> don't call me. Uh, so for IPF worlds, if if you think you'd be more competitive in a certain weight class, then I would likely do nationals at that weight class to be able to qualify for worlds at that weight class. Um, so, you know, for C and D yes, absolutely. hundred um, percent. I would, I would do whatever, you know, weight class wise that I had to do to, to make it to those levels and try to win. I agree. I think I uh, have contemplated at one point uh, dropping down a weight class to be a little bit more competitive, competitive. That's the word. Um, got a little, got a little Canadian yeah. accent there. Boy, it's, it's Monday. It's hard. Um, but I think in the long run, I decided not to just because dieting. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. But, you know, that's a good point. You just said long term, you know, long term, too. Like, does that affect your progress long term by going to a weight class? So for you. So that's just how our minds, I guess, like you were thinking about going down. Like my thought would be. I mean, I mentioned going down too, but my first thought in changing weight class is going up. I don't know why. Um, going down <laughs> is worse for me. You enjoy so. the thought of eating. Yeah, right. Like, oh, I'm going to make this sacrifice and start eating like four pizzas a day. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think those are interesting scenarios, and you know, depending on the level, like I wouldn't say anybody would be wrong to say yes at any of those levels because, you know for some people like winning, winning a state title is, is their, the biggest goal they have, or, and you know, that's the level that they're at. And, you know, I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. You know, these are just my, my personal opinions. Great. Kind of in the same boat though. But yeah, I, I always think of going down maybe because of uh, my background in bodybuilding and such, we were always shredding and, uh, I just, I shudder to think that I used to, I used to walk around at 117 pounds and mm. now I walk around around 140 and I don't even know how I ever did that. Yeah. You got back. me. I don't know. I had a lot less muscle, I guess. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm the same way. Like I, all through college, I, I, I was in the, this is before the weight classes changed. That's how old I am. But 
the, I was always in the 75 kilo class and I was basically dieting year round to maintain that. And then, you know, when I, well, it's funny, uh, I'm, I'm sure next time Sherman's on, he'll tell this story too. But when I decided to move up, I accidentally went up two weight classes. Um, <laughs> Because I just assumed I could eat whatever I wanted and I would be fine. And that was not the case. So. Wow. Yeah. Just Oops. had to eat normal. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? That's funny. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our new lifter tips. So we have three tips. Um, so tip number one, practice as many things in training the same way you have to do it in a meet. For example, wrapping knees on the platform next to the bar and training is very different than wrapping your knees 30 feet away in a meet and having to walk up a ramp and then walking to the bar and your wraps. It doesn't have to be all the time, but it's beneficial to practice um, some of those scenarios. Uh, if we could have just built a ramp, that was crazy. That would have been a great thing yeah. to do. But yeah, practice those different scenarios so that you're not surprised. Yeah. And we're going back a couple of weeks here because we had some guests the last few weeks. So these new lifter tips are, you know, this one's all the way back from February 20th. But yeah, the, the point here is like you want to have a sense of routine as much as you can with competition. So like, you know, the you know, and, and there's going to be situations like especially with knee wraps where you're going to be wrapped and, you know, they miss they're still loading the bar and they're taking too much time or whatever. And you have to stand there in them. So, you know, you want to at least at some point, and I know I'm using knee wraps here. There's there, for every scenario, you know, whether it's, you know, having the music change right when you're about to lift or having the music turn off or not having music or any of those things, like, you know, you, you can't control all of those variables. So get used to not controlling them. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, one of our other new lifter tips, this one actually, I kind of stole from Kurt St. Romain. He posted it on his Facebook. Um, his post was short to the point, but I liked it. It's squat deep. Don't be afraid. Don't hope for a gift. Don't expect your coach to go to the jury. Don't make excuses. Just squat deep. I don't really know what follow-up there is to that. It's pretty uh, cut and dry. Enough said. Yeah. And, and I guess what the hell I'll elaborate anyway. Uh, I think, you know, we see a lot of lifters squatting a little bit high in training and they're like, well, you know, I'll just, I'll get down at the meet, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't typically work that way. I mean, I've seen a few people get away with it, but if you're squatting high in the gym, you're, you're more than likely going to going to squat high at the meet because that's what you're used to. So don't, you know, and, and the side note of that, I can squat a lot more weight when I'm an inch high, like a lot more. So if you're used to handling heavier weights, squatting an inch high, and then all of a sudden you, you try to open at a, you know, what you normally can do for a couple reps when you're squatting high, now you have to go low. Well, guess what? You're probably going to struggle a lot more with that going that extra, extra inch down. So yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Next one. I'm, I'm tip number three, <laughs> sleeping. Mondays are hard. Did I tell you that? All right. So it's, it's okay to be scared to do your first meet. It's way less scary if you do your first meet with zero performance expectations. Totally agree. Um, after you have the experience of your first meet, you can take the breaks off. Every other meet you do for the rest of your life can be to compete, but get one under your belt before you put numbers and expectations in, on yourself. 
Um, totally agree. Boy, uh, getting your feet wet is just really the most important thing and not worrying about what you might put up for numbers. Um, am I, am I competitive? You don't need to worry about that. Just go and do it because it's, uh, if, and waiting is just pointless and silly. Just do it. Agreed. Yeah. I think, you know, to let, to elaborate on what you said, like, you know, a lot of people look at this and I've gotten a few direct messages, even like, you know, the point of competing is to compete. Like, why would you say not to worry about that? Re read the whole freaking mess, the whole comment here. It's your first meet. Like you don't, you know, you don't, you don't take your driver's test without practicing your driver's driving with an instructor. Right. Mm -hmm. So just go to the meet to learn and don't have all these numbers and expectations. The very first meet that way you can take in. I mean, we've said this on here multiple times. I mean, this is just, you know, we're, we're rehashing it because I'm still seeing it and it's still coming up and people end up getting really frustrated in the first meet and getting a bad taste in their mouth because they had all these expectations, like just go learn and experience it. And then you can know what you're really getting into you know, the next time you actually have, uh, have the chance to compete. So. Yeah. Well, and you know, I have seen people, um, not compete and then, um, have a competitive background and just think, well, I'm just going to walk up and I'm going to squat records. Um, yeah. I've never done a meet before, but I'm going to just do this because, you know, I am who I am. And then they bomb out based on technicality, like not listening to commands or, or whatever, like you can lose your mind. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's our point. That. Yeah. That's our point. Like they physically might be able to break records in their first meet, but more times than not, they don't because of mental mistakes and little things that you could have easily just taken care of earlier by getting into a meet right away and practicing. So, right. so do that. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. So Josh, we're on to a, your last deadlift song. We're finally back. We've been going through uh, all of my all of my songs for each attempt for the last quite a few weeks. We took a couple weeks off because we had some guests on and everything. And uh, all right, we're up to deadlift number three. Uh, so my two go to songs. I'm a big '80s big '80s person. Everybody knows that. Uh, so this is a little bit of a curveball for people probably. <laughs> Like, I like people care yeah. <laughs> as, as I'm saying, like nobody cares, but my third attempt deadlift songs, uh, young Jeezy lose my mind and also young Jeezy put on. Those are my two deadlift songs. I would never put you there. I'm a big Jeezy fan. Young Jeezy. Uh, young, young, old Jeezy. Well, <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 that comment that comment just makes me shake my head i have yeah um not cool yeah i'm not i'm not I'm not cool sorry yeah it's all right and, and you know what i make no apologies yeah <laughs> that's right Ooh, and yeah. i'm like i i do know these songs i'm not that uncool um, oh, that's good that's a that's a good start you know so but it probably wouldn't still be my choice but yeah. And, and for most situations. So the only time I really listen to, to young Jeezy is powerlifting meets and sometimes like cruising in the car, um, which is probably, well, 
So it's not, I wouldn't say cruising. It's not a cruising song. It's a stuck in traffic song. That's, that's, that's the song that I play when I'm stuck in traffic. Stuck in traffic song. Yeah. Huh. I never would have thought that. Yeah. There you go. Weird. Cool. So I was thinking maybe for uh, our next little music uh, list, maybe do albums. Mm. Albums. Yeah. Like best albums from the eighties. That's a good one. I don't know. Cause there, there's a few. There are I've been um, doing a lot of housework lately because we're getting our house ready to sell. And that's my go-to to uh, put on like a, a um, an old album, like just to get kind of reacquainted with it. Cause I've got time. Like on an actual record player and everything. Well, no, no, no it's okay. still Apple music. I saw it when I, when I hear album, I think, I think of actual like records, records, vinyl, vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. I, I like that idea. Uh, I have a few in mind already. Um, so let's make it official. Starting next week, we will be. How are we going to do this? We we let's do, let's do, let's do. Well, how about we each pick one each week, and we'll just go for a few weeks of like counting down to our our favorite album. Mm, all right, something like know. that. Maybe maybe we'll figure out a better way to do it in the next week. This is off the top of our heads. Anyway. All right, we're gonna wrap it up there. We're we're, we're rambling now, so uh, Laura, definitely glad to have you back because it was uh, it it was it was not as organized as it should have been when you were. You were gone. lost without me. Just I, say it. Just all say right, it. I was lost without you. I'll say it. I'm not afraid to admit it. Admit it. Nice. So, cool. Ha ha. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at PL Ballads Podcast and shoot us an email if you have any questions, topics of concern, questions, things like that at PL Ballads Podcast at gmail.com. Great to have you back, Laura. We'll see we'll see you all next week. Later. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.